and it speaks to like the, the process of all of this is why development is so important is because you can be aware and you can also use that awareness as an opportunity to play the victim to life and not play the author. The development side is where we allow ourselves to step into actually writing our book of life and not uh, just kind of being victim to whoever else is writing it. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Mask Unity Podcast. A reminder, the C is a K. We represent the masks that we wear as men, and our role here is to help you take them off and, and work on our authentic and true selves. Uh, my name is Coach Kyle. I'm one of your co-hosts here on Modern Mask. What's going on, everybody? It's, my, it's your boy Anwar Ahmed, a.k.a. A-squared. And today, our topic of discussion, the one we're going to be unpacking, is actually two. It's self-awareness and self-development. And the reason we want to talk about this, we've had a lot of discussions around how to develop yourself and how to be better and how to grow. Uh, but a right now, there's just there's so much pressure and expectation of you to already be on that journey for you to already have it all figured out, to know exactly who you are, to know everything that you do and why you do it. Uh, it's just, it's a boatload of pressure. It's hard and it's difficult. I remember seeing so many dating memes where instead of, you know, tell me about your family, it's what's your attachment style and how does that influence the way you act and what's your coping pattern to stress? It's like this expectation that, you know, all these answers. And I think a lot of people already do, but um, wh why we want to talk about it is because there's two really important concepts. Like I mentioned, self-awareness and self-development that are very different and also require each other. But sometimes we forget about the other. Sometimes we're just developing and not being aware. And sometimes we're aware and we're not developing. So we want to discuss both those in detail and in depth, share a bit of our story about how we kind of learned those nuances and why we believe it's important and how it can really help you in your journey towards becoming a better version of yourself. But before we do that, you know what time it is, my friend. It's mood check. Mood check, baby. I'm not starting first today. I always start. You're starting first today. You're always like, yo, what's up? Yo, Coach Kyle, how you doing? And now today it's like, yo, I squared. What's going on? How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the mood? Short, long, however you want to do it. Uh, short. In short, I am... I'm actually really excited for this conversation. So being, being present in this moment, this is like, it's like the beginning of everything for me, self-awareness, self-development. It's like, it's the, it's the, it's the Mecca of like, I feel like me being a thinker, you know, like, I think this is where all of, you know, the origin, my origin story, story would have started is like, oh my God, you know, I feel all these things. I'm aware of all these things. I want to get better at all these things. Um, and then you go down that rabbit hole. And I feel like I've been on this rabbit hole since I was 18 years old. But um, so I'm definitely excited about this conversation uh, and excited to see what what comes up for me and what I get to revi revisit and reflect on. Um, I actually had a really proud moment last night reflecting on, you know, this conversation. Mm. Um, but in terms of my overall mood, how I'm feeling, I'm definitely in transition right now. That's uh, uh, I feel like feel like a bird that's flying around with no real direction but 
I'm flying. It's kind of, it's kind of freeing. It's like, I don't have a direction. So it's kind of like, I don't know where to go, but it's also kind of like, I can go anywhere I want to go. So it's uh, navigating those two feelings. And I think I, I've been really working hard on trying to accept that you can feel two things at once um, and that I can feel both those things at once. doesn't mean that I feel one, better about one side or another, or even just knowing that information is, it makes it any easier, but uh, I'm trying my best to kind of be okay with that. And um, yeah, so that's mm. how, that's how I feel. Mm. Thanks for sharing. It's a, um, a beautiful thing to witness the flying. I like that phrasing. You're flying. It's, I, I imagine like a bird flying over an ocean and like, there's not really land anywhere nearby. So you don't know exactly where the next landing point will be, but you're still flying. It's definitely still in the air. Um, and I think that it's, I can feel the pressure of that concept of not knowing um, and not even being in it. So I definitely can appreciate uh, the both the difficulty and the freedom that come with that decision. So uh, appreciate you sharing your honesty. Yeah. How about you, man? How are you feeling? What's my mood? Uh, I, I don't know why I felt called today to do this in the kind of the old fashioned way of doing the three words of, uh, you know, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Um, I don't know. It just came to me today. So I want to run with that. My mood, uh, mentally is in this moment, alert and focused and my sensations physically are anxious, a little fidgety. They're a little tappy tap, tap. Uh, there's a lot going on and the emotional feeling is, oh, that's a good one. Still processing, still downloading. <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. Kind of like a download bar that just doesn't seem to want to go any faster. It's just deep, deep, deep. It's one of those, um, I had a moment yesterday on the beach uh, for those that don't know, I live in, uh, currently in Costa Rica and I was on the beach and I've been here for weeks now and slight I've, flex. I've slight, well, I noticed it too. When I said it, I was like, Oh, that sounded like a slight flex. Um, and, and it was like one of the first moments where I think I allowed myself the freedom to feel like this is actually where I am. Um, it's been a lot of go, go, go and transition and uh, a lot of like predisposed uh, concerns in my own head and worries and fears and things like that of the process. And it was the first time I think I felt myself um, actually sit in it and actually feel it. So that was good. And I think that for me today, it's just like, now I'm like, okay, well, how do I feel today? And it's just, it's still processing. Like it's all still processing. Um, so that would be my, uh, my, th my three, my physical, mental, emotional uh, moods if you will. How long have you been there now? Uh, at the time of this one, uh, we are now at the three week mark, about three and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, it would still be in process mode. I mean, the first week is just overwhelm and lust and oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Second week, you're just starting to get your kind of routines in place and it's still a lot of discovery. Uh, I don't think the processing ends until you you, you start to feel like we're not searching for things anymore. We're in it now. You know, mm -hmm. we're not like, I know where we eat lunch. I know where we get coffee. I know where we get the grocery store from. I know where we do yeah. this. Like once all those boxes are kind of ticked, then you start to like, then you start to process Like then you st stop processing. Cause you're like, okay, this is what it is. 
this mm-hmm. is how does it feel um, and you know we're living the nomad right so like even now like i say three weeks but in in literally a week today we're moving again to a, like a completely different part of costa rica so with a completely different vibe setup uh environment like it's all going to be completely different so then i have to almost restart the process yeah. in a way yeah um and that's going to be our, our next like four or five months so yeah. So you guys, you might as well just not ask Kyle for a mood check for the next four months. He's just going to be processing. It's just going to be still all downloading. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just keep, we'll just keep, we'll just, uh, like, you know, when you go back to your computer, you see how, how, how far along the download's gone. Yes. Like, what are we oh, at now? What are we at now? 57%. Okay. okay. Yeah. We'll come back next week. We'll come back next week. Oh, 61. <laughs> Millennials don't know the struggle. I just was reminded of LimeWire and all the times you would like download a movie and then you leave and then you'd come back and it's nowhere near done like it should millennials don't know that hustle anymore they don't know that grind to be able to access things it's hilarious reminding myself of that i was at an airport in new york and um i was at the gate like once you get over like you know customs or whatever and you're on the opposite side like you can't get access to the restaurants or the food that was on the opposite side like you're at your gate you're stuck now you're stuck with what's in your area and I read this sign and it was like stuck at your gate, download this app and order food from like, so there is like a service where like you could be sitting at your gate, order food, they'll grab it from the other side of the airport and bring it to your gate and like drop you off your food, like basically like Uber Eats, but in the airport for like where you're, where you're situated. <laughs> so if we're talking about like download times, like yeah, wow. the, world is, the world is giving up on that. It's literally like... <laughs> I literally in my head sat down and was like, man, it's shitty. I can't get any of the food that I pass. And I looked up and there was a sign in my face that said, can't get the food that you want. <laughs> Download this app. I was like, oh my God, they've actually, they've actually solved everything. We don't got to work for shit anymore. No, that's great. Wow. Efficiency and convenience are next level. It's ridiculous. It's crazy. Oh, wow. I love, I love that story. That's great. Now I need to go to the New York airport just to experience that. All right. So if you haven't already done so, mood check uh, is not just for us. It's also for you. So uh, I can either use it in the way that Anwar did and processing things uh, as they come to you, or you can do it in a shorter form and do physical, emotional, and uh, mental feelings, uh, spiritual as well. And just kind of get in tune, do a quick little self-awareness check to see how you're doing uh, and uh, see what you can do uh, about it following this podcast you're about to listen to. So here we are having a conversation about self-awareness and self-development. Now, I mentioned at the beginning, there's a lot of pressure and expectation in many different areas of life to kind of already have this figured out. There's an expectation of like, you should have already gone to therapy. You should have already done this. You should already be doing the work. Like I shouldn't have to tell you or invite you or, you know, the world's already there. Aren't you part of the world? So it can be daunting. And even if you're in it, uh, there's also almost like an expectation that you've done it a specific way and it's the right way, Um, which I think in a lot of ways, it's just the way they've done it and they believe it's the right way. Uh, But two concepts come out of this journey. Two concepts for us um, are big ones. And the two of them are self-awareness and actual self-development sounding similar on the face, uh, but also incredibly different and can, uh, what we're going to get to, it can cause challenges in your own journey if they're not married together. Um, So, and where you brought this up when we were planning this and it kind of came across your space, what is your 
initial take um, on like the difference between self-awareness and self-development? Why, why, why to you are we having this conversation? I think that this conversation is important for many reasons, but the main one being that if you don't understand the relationship between self-awareness and self-development, you're going to have a, it's going to be a long journey to figuring this thing out. There's a, there's a bond between the two. Um, and one of them allows you to understand uh, how to have insight on, you know, your personality, your values, your tendencies, you know, it's the ability to kind of, you know, process and analyze your thoughts, beliefs, um, your emotions, um, to help you determine some of the stuff that you care about in this life, right? And that 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 I'm talking about is self-awareness. It's this ability to detach yourself from yourself and view yourself from the perspective of those you're around, your family, your friends, the ability to look at yourself outside of yourself and be aware of, you know, how am I being perceived? Um, how am I moving through this world? How am I um, processing? Um, and then self-development is like all these self-development is like almost like a university, right? It's all these, like, it's like a, it's like a school that allows you to, to engage in with like all of these different, you know, I, I loved how it was said here. Actually, I wrote something down. Um, it's this conscious pursuit of personal growth. Love that the process of continuously improving oneself in a variety of different aspects of their life. Love that. Mm -hmm. Right. But do you see how like that doesn't actually, it's just a library, right? It's a library of information. It's not, you still need to be the student to understand what courses you want to take. Right. Mm. <laughs> you, you can't just throw yourself at a library and, and expect to yield good results. Right. It's like, where do you start? If, if the world is a library of information and self-development is this library, then how do you know what book to pick up first? And that's where uh, a lack of self-awareness um, can hurt you. Uh, mm -hmm. in that in that journey yeah can you pick up a book off the shelf and start learning absolutely uh, but that's when you get into a place of you know collecting tools that you're never going to use that apply to you specifically mm -hmm. um and though can those can those tools be useful absolutely yeah. but you know it's it's a, if you want a straighter line to actually improving your self-development you know it's called self-development for a reason right it's not just development if it was just development then grab a book wherever you want True. it doesn't really matter but we're trying to it's self-development right so it's the understanding of self and what to develop um and so i think that they're just beautifully um intertwined and there's a strong relationship between the two and if you don't understand that like i did it in my earlier earlier days then um then it can hinder your ability to grow in the areas that you want to grow and you can get frustrated with how you're not blossoming or, you know, reaching where you want to reach. And, um, you're like, Oh man, I'm doing all the work, but I don't see all the, I'm not seeing any of the, like the rewards. Um, this could be your lack of understanding of how those two work together. Mm. I mean, so well said, uh, you've done so much self-development to get to that explanation, but also you married it with awareness and uh, something that came up, we're going to get to our, you know, history of how this process has unfolded for us in the, the podcast. But something that came up for me was uh, an example of when I was working for the restaurant and I was being taught how to operate the business. Right? I was being taught how to do a better job at managing this and managing that, and then approaching this and con uh, controlling this budget. And I was giving all of being given all of these tools and these practices and these strategies to be able to do my job better. Uh, but what I also received was separate training on emotional intelligence. And it was like, 
I never really saw it, I guess, fully until this kind of aha moment where um, one was like literally self first development. And then the other one was just development. Like it, one required also like a deep level of self-awareness and the other one just required you to just do this specific action. And so it gave me such in this moment, a clear definition or idea of the difference between the two. And also if I did not apply one to the other, then it probably would have came crashing down if I was just doing the developmental work on the business, but I wasn't aware of like my own influence and the way I was approaching it and the person that I was and my own habits and my own emotional challenges and approaches and stuff. Like if I didn't have that self before that, then I wouldn't be able to execute very well on those things and vice versa. Um, so the marriage between the two is, uh, is becoming increasingly more eye-opening as you and I continue to engage in this conversation. It's very cool. And so when, when you like process this, um, how do you, I guess, make it, uh, make full sense for yourself, um, in the sense of like, what, how do you get to the point where you understand that the self-awareness requires the self-development or the self-development requires the self-awareness? That's a really good, that's a really good question. I mean, the first person, um, I really heard, I would say, no, no, maybe not the first time I heard it, but the first time it resonated with me because he was beating it down like a dead horse was, um, Gary V mm. was big on the word self-awareness. Probably every fourth video he, he talked about was this idea of self-awareness, 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 self-awareness. Right. Um, and I, I had understood the concept prior to that, like being a kid, I knew that, you know, I knew what self-awareness, the, the, the awareness of how you're, you know, I used to get thrown out of basketball games because I was a hothead. Uh, I would like have a temper, I'd throw myself out of a basketball game. The results would vary based on, you know, depending on where I was, that there were some times where I was the best player on the team and sometimes I wasn't the best player on the team, but, you know, different, different results for, you know, if I'm, if I'm the best player on this team and I get kicked out of the game, I'm not, I'm not helping my team. Um, and so I was very aware that, you know, in that experience that how I was acting was contributing to a negative output and that I needed to be aware of, but I couldn't really do anything about it. Right. So not that I, I was aware that I was getting kicked out of these games. I was aware that my temperature was getting the best out of me, but I didn't understand how to like fix that really necessarily. Like, what am I going to do about that? You know, I know that this game gets, I get emotional. I get, you know, I get too into the game and um, I get heated but it's like the development part allows you to actually do something about the awareness, right? It gives you the tangible tools of like, well, why are you getting upset? What is the underlining? What is the, what is the cost benefit of you flipping out and getting kicked out of this game? You know, never has a ref ever like you know, retracted a call and go, you know what? You're right, man. No foul. You know, it's never happened in the history of sport. So it's like, they're not going to review these plays. So I'm, you're just screaming for no reason. All, that's going to just lead to you losing this, this argument. And you know, what is the, what are the bigger pictures, right? Like, sure. You lose your temper, you get out of the game, but your teammates start to lose trust in you, right? You're, you're, you're not available for your team. There's all of these other, all of these other things. So I think that for me, even though self-awareness was something that I was aware of when I was younger, subconsciously or consciously, mm -hmm. um, yeah, same. I was very aware of like, you know, self-awareness. I was very, I could, I could regulate myself very quickly. I'm like, you're really mad right now. Or you're really, I really always knew those things about me. Um, right. 
but I didn't have the development. I didn't have any kind of development to kind of fix those things. So I seek those things out. I really, I really, you know, went out and try to figure out ways to either, whether it's talking to coaches or talking to, you know, other teammates or um, watching professionals or like, you know, whatever it was, I became, you know, became a student of trying to, you know, cause I didn't like that quality of me. I didn't like that. I would lose my shit. I didn't like that. That wasn't like the, you know, we always talk about highest self. It wasn't, it didn't feel like it was like the best version of myself because outside of those like lapses of judgment, I was a team captain. I was respected. I was, you know, a leader of the locker room, all those kind of things. So it's like, this is the only quality that was, you know, really hurting my ability to kind of be the person that I wanted to be. So I knew I wanted to fix that. Um, but I would say when you get now, if I fast forward, um, like that would be probably my introduction to like, you know, awareness and development, understanding that like I'm missing one. I can't fix one without mm. the other. I'm like, I'm very aware right now, but I don't know what to do. I don't know how to like, you know, how, what am I going to do about this awareness? And then you get really, really, and then you get a lot older and you, you know, you go into this library of development you just start crushing things, reading things, taking things in. Um, and uh, you're not, you, you, you get to this place where it's like, you're learning so many things that are so thought provoking and so um, exciting in terms of information. Right. Mm. But then you realize that it's not that applicable to like your current structure, mm. not that useful to you as an individual. It's not actually helping you, um, you know, deal with the demons that you want to deal with. Um, mm. And so, in my earlier years, that's where I kind of realized that it's like, okay, the ability to, you know, you could easily, for example, here's a crazy example of a, of, of a, of a development. This is going to be really weird. I've never said this out loud, but I was at a goal. I was at a goal setting workshop one time and there was like, we set these goals. We were like, he wrote mm -hmm. it all out. There's these values. And, um, and he was just like, okay, cool. Well, like, what are your, what are your, what are your five core values in life right now? Blah, 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 blah writing it down. And then most people put like, you know, my friends, my family, my occupation, whatever. And then he, he stopped the class and he was like, everybody put your, he's like, how many of you guys put family on your core values and like half the like i would say three chords of the room's hand went up almost everybody basically he was like how many of you guys have spoken to your family in the last year ha hands go down he's like what about two years hands go down three years hands go down some of these people haven't even talked to their families for like five years but they're writing as a core value family right and what he was trying to make a point there he, he addressed the room he's like listen just because in the self-development world, people put family and people put, the, he's like, you aren't robots to this world of self-development. You have to be self-aware and be honest with yourself if that's an actual thing that you value. Mm. Now, it might not be something you value right now. We're not saying family is off the list forever, but clearly right now in the last five years, you've spoken to nobody in your family. You're Cause we were in Australia at the time. So most of us were yeah. like nomads and traveling and like, you know, yeah. <laughs> he was like, so for the last three years, you haven't spoken to your family, but you're here writing core value family. Like as if that's a, like a guiding light for you right now when it's not right. You have other things that are guiding you that are more prevalent. And if you're more aware of how you actually are moving in life, you would get a better answer and not just by following the sheep, just by writing family. Cause this is where the family line usually fits. And this is where the family line usually is. Mm. Right. And that's where I think the backlash of self-development is, is just like this, like being prescribed something and not understanding how it's applicable to you mm. um, or why it's applicable to you. 
And so for me, I think that like, there was a big chapter of my life there where I was kind of just taking information and just, you know, running with it and just, you know, being a sheep, I would say, mm-hmm. um, because the world is so fascinating. It's a, there's so much you could learn in the self-development world, but you really need to learn how to tape, tailor it to yourself. Otherwise it's really not that serving. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so well said. And, you know, before we get to like personal stories, I think that for me, what I, what I heard out of all of that and something that maybe will provide a little bit more context into like, you know, what's the difference between these guys? Like, it's not really making sense to me still. Um, the way that I see it, um, and I think is gathering what you said, and if it's not, tell me, um, is uh, you can say like, I am self-aware, uh, but I'm not, I don't really want to read a book about what I learned about myself. It's kind of just saying like, uh, it's just who I am. That's self. That's, I think that's the word self-awareness is limited. You become aware of something and you're like, yeah, that's just who I am. And what is not happening in that moment is any development on that information. It's just, yep, that's who I am. And it almost becomes like an excuse. Self-awareness is a very uh, overused word. I think now everyone's like, oh, I'm aware of myself and I'm very self-aware. But I think that what we're attesting to here is that you self-awareness is uh, married to self-development. Like they go hand in hand. So you can know something. And then if you choose not to do anything about it, um, I mean, if it's not harming you, then so be it. But um, being self-aware is just kind of, or can be a precursor to self-development. But then the other way is, you know, I'm doing all of the development and not seeing the fruits of my labor. Like I'm not feeling revitalized or I'm not feeling more aligned or whatever. Um, It's kind of like buying a new car and hoping it will bring fulfillment to your life. It works for a moment and then it passes on because it's not uh, done with some sort of self-aware intention or purpose. It's just to do it, just to do it. Uh, And that's kind of the development side without the awareness side. Um, So I think that if I gathered it right, that kind of describes um, in a really like layman's terms, Um, at least for me, why we're having this conversation is you can buy a new car, like live your life damn right. Um, But if there's no like intention or actual purpose behind it of something along the lines of like, you know, I've done so much hard work and I really want to, you know, praise myself. This is an opportunity for me to praise myself and show my own appreciation for myself because I really enjoy it. And I'm happy and proud of myself. Then that's different, right? That new car might really fulfill you. But if it's just because you obtained money because you were supposed to obtain money and you bought a car because you had it, like it doesn't really do anything. So then you just buy 12 more because it doesn't, you know, it's, it's not helping you in that moment, but it's working for the moment. Um, so anyways, that's kind of my definition of what we're doing today is just trying to bring the two together to really, I guess, in this moment for me, um, just create more depth in our lives and more vitality and uh, fulfillment in the decisions that we're making and the process we take on and also hopefully to remove some of the pressure of this journey. And to just, yeah, to, to, I think what, it, what the main, the, mo- the most important thing is that the, the world's getting noisy, right? It's really loud. Um, so the noise is the, the world's getting really loud. It's really noisy. There's a lot of different things you can do for self-development. It's all over the place. Every, you know, anybody who's had an experience is trying to share their experience. Um, and so for you to go into that world with no real intention and no real why and no real self-awareness, you're going to really waste your time a lot. And it's like, sometimes 
you might get into the self-development world and what it mirrors back to you allows you to become self-aware of yourself. So that's a route, right? Mm -hmm. People start to learn things about self-development. They watch a bunch of stuff. They learn a bunch of stuff. And through getting into the, into getting into the, you know, the, the weeds with it all, they actually get to see themselves for the first time because they haven't been able to do that. Like they haven't been able to see how they show up. Right. Cause for some people, it's very hard to see yourself, right? Like to detach, that's a skill to be able to get outside of yourself and look at yourself from a bird's eye view and to be able to, that's a skill in itself, right? Mm-hmm. Some people don't have that level of self-awareness. So what they need to do is they need to watch someone who acts like them and then realize, oh, that is them. You know, mm-hmm. that's yeah, how they mirrored it all back. Yeah. They got to get it mirrored back to them. Right. So, you know, maybe you're going into the self-development journey, understand that, like, I, I just don't feel so self. I don't really feel that self-aware of myself. Right. And that's the, that's the intention you're coming into this with. Okay. I'm trying to become more self-aware. So how do I, you know, and then you enter the world, but if you are self-aware and you're able to detach and you're able to understand and look at yourself from a bird's eye view, then you're better off getting into this work and getting into the, into the nitty gritty of what this, you know, the, the self-development world can offer you um, with way more intention and way more, um, you know, almost, almost surgical, you know, mm-hmm. go at it with like, you know, your ability to find new angles and new perspectives and new ways of going about things, new ways of thinking about things. I love how you were talking about, you know, the, the self-awareness is really just a starting point. You know, this, it's not an idea like, cause we talk about labels all the time, right? Self-awareness isn't an opportunity to give yourself a label and say, that's mm-hmm. it. That's all I'm done. Right. Self-awareness is an opportunity to understand where you're starting mm-hmm. and the, and the, the, the marathon continues. Uh, Simon Sinek, I was listening to him on a podcast and he, he said this, he, this, this is brilliant. I love this. This is a great example. He was talking about how one of his ex-girlfriends um, essentially accused him of being a bad listener. Hmm. She was like, you're a, you're a horrible listener. And he was like, excuse me, do you know what I do for a living? Like, I literally, I'm the best listener. Like, that's like my, <laughs> one of my qualities. <laughs> And so he was like, he was kind of, and they broke up and stuff. And he was just like, you know, okay, fine. And then in the name of self-development, I'm going to go to like a listening course or whatever. Mm. You know, so he goes into an active listening like program or whatever. Um, and it turns out he's an amazing listener. He's a fantastic listener to people. He's only going to meet once or twice. He's actually a horrible listener when it comes to people who are in his life every single day, because he is so alert when he is in an interview or interviewing someone for the first time. He's so good at listening to those people that he had embodied the idea that I'm a great listener. How dare someone say I'm not a good listener, right? Where he couldn't see himself in his own relationship where he would just like Mm. be absent. He wouldn't be able to, that part of his brain would just turn off. Mm. So it actually turned out she was right. And his lack of awareness, because he was like, I'm a great listener, Mm -hmm. didn't allow him to see how he was showing up in his own relationship. Wow, that's incredible. That's that's the definition of this episode. Wow. So something that Anwar and I both deeply value in our lives is personal development. And not just talking the talk, but also walking the walk, which is one of the fundamental reasons why we created this podcast is to support you in having the tough conversations and then feeling confident and safe to take new action with this new knowledge. So what we've decided to do to support you in this is we've partnered with Men's League, a men's mental health platform whose biggest focus is to make a systemic shift in how we view what being a man is and what masculinity entails. 
Their mission is to provide a diverse group of like-minded men with a support system surrounding their mental health, their physical health, their financial aptitude, and their personal relationships. Men's League is a space where you commit to improving yourself. You commit to improving your mental health and becoming a better man. So what does Men's League offer? Well, let's get into it. First and foremost, they're a private community for men which includes a chat forum and also monthly Zoom calls where you come together, discuss a topic, and you just partake in conversation with other men. I've taken part in so many of those. They're one of my favorite things. Mental health check-ins. So this is huge. This is unlimited 45-minute sessions with mental health professionals. Incredible. You always have that help at your access. Discounted one-on-one and group coaching services, a whole mental health resource library to help you manage your day-to-day and real-life issues exclusive membership offers. This is cool. They have discounts for men's clothing and health products. And this is my personal favorite part because I've partaken in it a lot is professionally made online self-development courses that you can take at your own pace. They're always available to you and they'll help you with your relationships, your physical health, and your financial aptitude. So if you're looking to get involved, we in Men's League are excited to offer you a 50% off of your first year membership. To do to join the league, go ahead and click that link in the bio or go to mensleague.com and don't forget to enter a promo code Modern Mask 50 and get access to everything they have to offer. Men, we see you, we hear you, and we are standing tall beside you in this arena of misunderstood masculinity. We'll see you back in the episode. So it's just, it's just crazy to think that it's like, that's why I think self-awareness could just, is just a starting point for you, right? It's, it's always just a, it's, it's an, it allows you to, and for, if you're going to lean on self-awareness as a label, you already are kind of doing this backwards, right? Mm -hmm. If you're kind of like, I'm aware that I have a short temper, that's just who I am. Well, that does nobody, anybody good. Like, that's like the. That's like the, the first feeling of like being able to move through pain, right? Sharing, but then we need the second mm-hmm. part, right? We need the, like, just sharing feels great. Yeah. That feels good for right now, but then we're yeah. also going to, we don't have, there's some work to be done still, right? There's a little bit of more work to be done. So just, you know, I think that there's people who just, they think because they could, they have self-diagnosed or they've self, like, you know, they tell someone, I know, I know I always like get mad and I yell and I know that I know is, is only good for mm-hmm. a short I period know. of time. Yeah. I, I know was does what does it do for me? I know. Okay. Yeah. You know. Now what are we doing about you know? Right. Right? And I think that some people think that I know is the answer. The oh, I figured out that this is what I do. Right. Okay. Now what? And it speaks to like the the process of all of this is why development is so important is because you can be aware and you can also use that awareness as an opportunity to play the victim to life and not play the author. The development side is where we allow ourselves to step into actually writing our book of life and not uh, just kind of being victim to whoever else is writing it. Um, well said. I, I speak to that a lot with uh, clients as well um, in the sense of like, I offer the awareness of what I'm noticing and what I'm supporting them with. And then I give them language to help support it. And the, there is power to language. There's power to understanding uh, for me, like attachment style was a big one. Understanding that my behavior is uh, more frequently anxious when it comes to relationships. And there are, there have been pockets where I found myself saying, there, you know, there goes my anxious attachment style again without, without really doing anything about it. Right. And it's the, the lack of, 
development or the lack of even commitment to change, sometimes that really influences um, how frequently that shows up in my life again. And, um, you know, over identifying with some of these labels can get us in, in really deep water. So I'm glad that we kind of got there and we were able to dissect that part about this process. And it kind of brings me into a bit of the storytelling experience about this. Cause I think that one thing that's really important through this conversation is just by even sharing our story, it will allow us to be more aware of those experiences and our life and therefore be able to have, um, you know, another opportunity to develop ourselves in some way, shape or form. But you've heard of the phrase, like break the cycle, right. I'm breaking the cycle. And, uh, this was a common narrative in my childhood for me. I was always saying like, I'm breaking the cycle. That was a big one for me. I loved using it. It was, I'm breaking the anger cycle and I'm going to have a child and break the family cycle. And, you know, it stops with me and all these things. And I, I rode that proud horse through the fields every day. And it not literally phys- uh, metaphorically, of course. And, uh, I, I just ran with it. It was my life's motto. Almost. I'm, you know, I'm the one who's breaking the cycle. And one of the biggest areas for me was around emotions and anger, rage specifically. I was declaring and proclaiming that I would never be a, an angry person. And I would never let my anger be outwardly bursted at people. So I was breaking the cycle. So I was aware that anger was a thing. I know that anger could be dangerous. And I know that anger could turn into rage, which I didn't have the language for at the time, but I knew that anger could be bad. So I was aware of my anger and making sure my anger wouldn't show up. But breaking the cycle isn't just knowing that something didn't work and then just never doing it. Like that it negates an entirely different side of the equation, which I didn't know. Uh, and I'll share in a moment. What I want to share is that my anger did come out in many ways because I was breaking the cycle by making sure it never showed up. I never did it. And then by therefore um, withholding like a piece of me, withholding the human in me. But I I really just thought that I was going to break that cycle. And I felt so good about it. And breaking the cycle was the awareness, but there was no development. There was no development of how, how should I express my anger and can I express my anger and what is anger and why do I hate anger so much? And all of the questions that I just, I didn't ask and what can I do to develop my emotions? Like there was nothing. It was just, don't be angry. I'm, I'm aware that anger is bad. So don't, don't be angry. And like I said, my anger came out in aggressive ways. Still, I was um, not doing what I saw, but I was just doing what in that moment I was doing, if that makes sense. Like for example, the anger and rage that I saw growing up was like screaming and yelling and those kinds of experiences. So I said, I'll never do that. But then when I, I remember being in a relationship, being so upset and angry that I, I ended up hitting myself in my own head with my own hand. And that was my anger coming out. And I didn't want to feel the anger, but I was overwhelmed with that experience. And so I wasn't developing my anger. I wasn't developing myself. I was just so aware of the fact I didn't want to be angry. Right. So it had limitations to it until um, my mid adult years where I had to start building a relationship with my anger, which was the development side. And I finally got there, but I was missing that piece early on. And what it led to was very unhelpful. And I would say in many ways, harmful situations. And 
that would be, I guess my, as I reflect, that's kind of like my first experience of being aware of something and not developing it at the same time, not marrying these two concepts. Um, as I share that story, does anything come up for you? No, nothing, I mean, nothing comes up. I mean, it, I think it's a great understanding and story on your part in terms of like how this whole thing kind of comes together. Right. Mm. And how we're talking about that these two, once they find each other, does the growth, like does the, the actual like blossoming process begin, you know, mm-hmm. when your self-awareness and your self-development meet, that's when it all starts. You know, that's mm-hmm. when it all happens. When you have one without the other, you're, it just feels, it feels like false reality. It feels like you're, you know, it feels like you're doing something right. It feels like you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah obviously I'm aware. So like, obviously mm-hmm. there has to be like, just being aware should be good. Right. And then you realize, no, just awareness isn't good. Mm. What else? Right. What are, what are we replacing this awareness with? Like, how are we, what tools are we now, you know, putting in our toolbox so that we can manage this, this emotion better. Mm-hmm. Right. Or when you're in the development world and you're just like, you know, choosing not to actually like, you know, shine that back on yourself or actually like do the work or you're just learning and moving ahead. You're like, Oh, I do, I do all this self-awareness. I do all this, you know, um, self-development, um, and kind of moving through it. Um, I'll, I'll share one thing about your, your story here. Um, cause we had a mutual situation, which I thought was kind of very telling of the development without the, without the, mm. uh, the actual awareness part was, you know, I remember one time me and Kyle were in a meeting and we we're talking about, um, vulnerability and being open and, um, and, and Kyle's just expression to me was that, you know, he's very vulnerable. He was very open. He's willing to talk about anything. He's willing to turn any rock. Everything was all good. And then my assessment of him was that he actually wasn't a very vulnerable or open person that he, there was areas and limitations to where he would be open and vulnerable in, mm-hmm. you know? And so I shine that back to him and I was like, I actually don't think that you're very vulnerable or open. I think that like, this is my example of someone who's vulnerable and open. I gave him an example of just someone who was like, very like anything you could talk about that literally anything and they were open with it. And I was like, you're, you're, you're vulnerable in the areas that you you're, you're still in control of being really vulnerable means there's no control. Like you're okay with whatever happens, happens. And I think that in that day, he, you had a moment of just like, Oh, this is what development without awareness looks like <laughs> being aware that vulnerability and being open is important and that it could lead to growth, but not being ready for actually doing that you know for actually being self-aware enough to be like okay well i know that those words mean the great things but am i that you know can i be that you know am i ready for that and i think that i've in my own ways have crossed that bridge many a times you know in that exact same feeling where i'm feeling like okay development wise i've learned the words i'm using the language i'm using them in the right place but i'm not actually seeing how i'm showing up in that you know um and I think that it's like, it's, it's a hard thing to face because it's mm-hmm. like, you feel like you've done the work. So in your mind, it's, it's, it's a, it's a check mark in a box. Oh, when big time. When you're actually, you have to erase in this, you haven't, you actually haven't finished that box yet. Right. It's like, <laughs> you're like, cool. Did that, read that, read that. You're just checking so many boxes off. Then you realize, bro, you didn't actually even do that assignment. Go back. Hold that one yeah. second. This box that you checked, I know it's going to hurt to erase that check mark, but we actually didn't accomplish that at all. Um, you just read it, you know, and I, I think a lot, a lot of times there's, you can feel it. I like, sometimes I talk to people who are deep and they're deep thinkers. And, and so they think they're deep thinkers and you talk to them and you're like, it's, I, you sound like I'm talking to a textbook. I don't think you understand what those words look like an application. 
Cause I don't think you have a single like lived experience in what you're saying, because you haven't taken the words off the page, internalized them, did the whole work. And then now you're speaking the words back into existence, but from like a self-aware perspective, like this is how I was, this is how the words helped me understand this better, but just reading words and spitting them back out to people and be very weary about how you see these things online. I see this online all the time, just mm-hmm. textbook regurgitators, no real application at all. And if you want an example, listen to the examples that they give. That's how you know that they're like, you're like, nah, I don't believe this person. That example doesn't really, that actually doesn't, it doesn't even encompass what the words are trying to say. Um, and so just being honest with yourself in that example, I think for me, going back to, you know, story time, actually podcasts and me and self-development was like, that's how it all, like that was when it all, when I really started getting serious about the work. Um, mm. to, to interrupt you, there's a piece of the story that needs to be shared before you share that story. When he gave me that information, I did not like it. <laughs> <laughs> I I did not like it whatsoever. I fought him on it. I think we actually had a little bit of a conflict around it or I was like, yes, I am. And I fought to be that specific identity. I fought to be considered open and I was confused as to how somebody could see me differently which proved to me in that moment an over-identification with a textbook concept that felt like I wanted to be it, but an application I hadn't done yet. And I was very defensive. I remember being very defensive about that, which I guess represents and, and is almost hypocritical to being open and ready for all of these things in the first place. Uh, but I, let's just be clear, like just because someone brings it up, like even in Simon Sinek's example, like it's not easily digestible when you think you're something and someone brings up the, the counter to it or a possibility that may not be true. Um, it was not the greatest conversation for me. Um, and, uh, at the same time, like I, um, I took it and I did my best to kind of understand it on my own time, um, which I've been able to develop, right. Develop over time. And, uh, it wouldn't have been able to come without that conversation. So, um, I needed to get that point in there. Cause the way that you described it was like, Oh, he took it and it was all good. And I'm like, no, I <laughs> did not take it good. <laughs> I took it pretty tough. Actually a little bit of bike actually reminds me of a time where, um, I, 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 I wasn't, so I would love group projects, love collaboration, love like, you know, sharing ideas, mm. all of this stuff. And I had a, I had a, had a, like a, like a work review thing at the end of the year, they reviewed your work. Like I was working at this like summer camp. Like I was mm. a, I was one of the leaders at the camp. So we had to make all these programs, things like that. They pulled me into the room and essentially it was like, everything about you is great. Love your communication, love your leadership, love this and that. The only thing that we have for you to improve on is that sometimes the way you deliver your solutions feels like there's no other way to, like there's no other thing that has to happen. This is just, Mm. your idea comes off, like there's no room for collaboration. And me being like, I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? I, like I, collaborating is what I like to do. How does it come off as not collaborative? My entire identity. You don't, don't you know? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Working with people, team working? I was so I was just baffled. I was like, what? And they're just like, yeah, it's just like, you know, you're so passionate in the way that you, um, that it's like you're hard to combat with because of how you've delivered your idea, mm-hmm. right? And I had to sit with that because I had to sit with that and think, okay, cool. Now, 
as someone who's being, who's a passionate person, you know, is let's, let's say more of a salesperson. If I have an idea, say this is a brainstorming session. So every idea is, they're all equal points. No idea is better than another, but because someone offers an idea like, yeah, I think we should do this. And another person offers an idea with like all these points and like passion and is like, so what they were saying was that like, it's hard to diffuse the person who comes in like that and like give them any, any alternative. And typically what I wasn't realizing my self-awareness of like, you know, sitting with that thought was that like, I've already in my head have gone through A, B, C, D, and E of whatever the rebuttals were going to be. So I'm already like, I'm lawyered up essentially with my idea. Like not only am I presenting it in a passionate way that is like a sale, I'm also like ready for whatever you come back at me. I'm like, nah, not a point. I've already done that. Nope, 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 nope. This is the idea. Let's, let, let's get it going. And so it was really interesting for me to have to go back into how I'm delivering messages and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And like how I'm, I'm trying to like give off ideas and how I'm trying to like, you know, share my thoughts and be willing to understand that my thought can be like, let go. And it's fine. You know, I'm, I'm, we're just offering new ideas here. Um, and so it's, it's just jar. Anytime you get some feedback that is complete opposite to what you think of yourself, it's very jarring. Mm-hmm. It's very, very, but that is what self-development is, is the ability, the willingness to want to hear something about yourself that maybe you don't align with in the moment, but you can step away, reflect on it, think mm-hmm. about it and, 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 and actually be aware enough to understand how that's coming off. Right. And we are always making people feel something about ourselves. Always. When you enter a room, there's something about you that makes someone feel and being conscious of how you are making other people feel with your words, with your actions is a very strong skill set to have. And it's a very, a, a very like heightened level of self-awareness. And we're not all going to get there, but um, it's something to aim for, something to be very committed to and, and to aim for. And I know some people who are listening are already on a path and are already on a journey. Some people have never started. And this conversation isn't to intimidate you on starting. It's to, it's to say, you already kind of have the answers, you know, you already kind of have the answers as long as you're willing to be adaptable and just accept the feedback that you get, accept, you know, I was reading something before this. I said like self-judgment will never get you anywhere that you want to go, especially fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And it's true. Like if you are just judging yourself for everything, it like that is the self-judgment is way worse than self-awareness. You know, you'd rather be self-aware and be adaptable to being able to, you know, use that as a starting point and improve um, than to be aware and just self-judge, right? Being aware and then self-judging, nasty combination. Um, but there was uh, one other thing that I wanted to share on this kind of, on this, on, the, on this point here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim Rohn had said, learn to work harder on yourself than you do at your job. If you work hard on your job, you'll make a living. If you work hard on yourself, you'll make a fortune. Love me some Jim Rohn. Man's a classic. Oof. Say it again. Say it, say it again for the people. Learn how to work hard on yourself than do on your job. If you work hard on your job, you'll make a living. If you work hard on yourself, you'll make a fortune. When you, when you read that, what was your like first interpretation? My first interpretation of, of, of reading, I read that a long time ago and then I just reread it again, you know, this morning, but, mm. 
which I love because it speaks to what we've been doing here in the sense of sometimes quotes hit when you're ready to hear them. And it kind of reinforces that self-awareness is a continuous journey. And you're not always ready to be aware of things. Um, so I love that that's a little kind of turning point in here, but um, yeah, continue. I think that the couple of things that come up for me is that like sometimes where we put our effort and our energy is outside of ourselves, right? We put a lot of, you know, and, and a lot of that is necessity. We need to sometimes a lot of that is sometimes like we think we need to because society, right? Um, but I just like that reframe because everyone understands what it feels like to work really hard at a job right? Everyone knows that feeling like that is something that you can like hang your hat on. And for him to just like reframe that and say, Hey, all that work that you do for this thing, imagine doing that for yourself. And it just like, it really, really triggers something in you that goes like, we're building companies, we're building this, we're building that. And we just neglect ourselves. We just don't even build ourselves. Like, and I like, I like the work. I like, I like the word hard. Like I like that he, cause self-development isn't easy either. Mm -hmm. I like that. He doesn't sugarcoat that, you know, like work hard on yourself. Like it's, it's hard, mm -hmm. it's hard to work hard on yourself. Like, yeah. um, yeah, I agree. And I love the, uh, the last word that he used, which is fortune. It's like, to me, it doesn't imply millions of dollars. Uh, it implies the what would feel like a million dollars within, you know, that's the fortune. The fortune is that internal freedom, peace, satiation, fulfillment, uh, depth. Like that's the, to me in my head, uh, I interpret that as like, that's how I would feel internally. Um, and that's my fortune. That's really, you know, in so many ways, spiritually speaking, what we're here for, not to build businesses and change everything all of the time. It's like, what, what, how are you processing the world and living through the world? Um, is to me that fortune, which I love. That's why I was like, repeat that. Yeah, no, love that. It's a, it's a really, really, really good quote. Um, one other thing that I wanted to share, and this is uh, the sad reality of uh, self-improvement, that there is a dark side. There is a dark side to self-improvement and self-development. And um, there's a great, you know, maybe we'll share this in the show notes, but there's a great, uh, you know, YouTube video that kind of, kind of outlines it a little bit. But um, for me, it, it's not even as much of what she said in the YouTube video, as much as it is like how it resonated with me, like from real life mm -hmm. experience. And I think that the dark side of self-development is that we all in a weird way, in a deep, deep, deep rooted seed, have this feeling that there's something wrong with us. Mm. That you know, you might be entering this self-development world to like fix that, that you're trying to fix that there's something wrong with you and you're like looking for information and you're trying to like correct something. You're trying to like hear something that's going to like make you understand that thing that you think is wrong about you. And, you know, and it's like, it's a very, it's a very negative way to go into self-development. This idea that there's something wrong with you and that something is going to fix that thing that's wrong with you because there's nothing that's wrong with you, right? Like I feel like when you go into self-development with this feeling of like, I'm going to learn something or I don't feel worthy and these words are going to make me feel worthy and you know, it's going to fix this thing that's wrong with me and that that is the dark side of self-development right? That rat hole that you can get in yourself in, you can find yourself in. 
And admittedly, I've been there a couple of times before. It's, it's, it's not the place that you want to be self-developing from. It's not the foundation that you want to be building off of, right? I think where you want to really is that you're whole how you are, you're, you're, you're good how you are, and you want to develop from where you are. Not that there's something wrong with you and that you're trying to get to even playing grounds. And like, I think it's like when you come into these spaces, you kind of need to have a little bit of grace for yourself. You got to, you got to put away self-judgment. You got to put away, you know, self-sabotage. You got to put all these things away. You got to, you got to, you're not coming here to feed this narrative that there's something wrong with you. And if you are, then, you know, that's, that, that almost needs to be addressed prior to coming into this, this, this space, because I think that it's an unhealthy way to engage in self-development. And I think it's an important thing to, 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 to note because it is, it can send you down a path that's, uh, that's not healthy or not, you know, progressive, uh, for mm. your, for your, for your development as a person. So, mm. um, I'd just use awareness as, as, as just like, you know, understanding of where you're at, uh, and not, you know, that there's things wrong with you and that, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think too, something that I, I want to pull out of just clarification in that is that, um, it, you are not in that moment speaking to the, um, the version of this, that's, that's very trauma, traumatizing for people. I don't, I want to, I think, provide that disclaimer in that. Cause I don't think that's what you're necessarily speaking to. I've worked with, um, you know, many people who are, and have experienced trauma where they cannot get beyond that specific lack of self-worth, lack of, uh, self-value and, um, struggle in the world. And so they are coming to work on that, to improve that and self-aware of that. Um, so there are circumstances where seeking out that kind of development, um, is, is going to be helpful, um, to get yourself out of that. And that would be the intention. But even still, as I said that out loud, it's still like, um, you know, understanding that you're looking to expand and grow yourself, um, not to necessarily like have somebody else fill a void in you. Cause inevitably like what my work does anyways, it's returning you back to yourself. Um, it's not me filling any void for you or, um, fixing the trauma for you. It's returning yourself to your own value and your own worth through the, the process of development and awareness. Um, but I just want to make that disclaimer cause I can, I can hear in my head as, uh, um, in my profession anyway, the nuance that could be uh, taken out of that. Um, so I think that just providing clarification is important. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I, I not speaking from that space. Um, mm-hmm. it's more so when, you know, let's say your finances are not going well, right? And you're reading a book, you're reading all these books on finances and you're looking for a million dollar idea where you're just going to read a bunch of books and feel very empty reading these books because what you're, mm-hmm. what, how you've gone into this space is just incorrect. Mm. There is no idea on how to make a million dollars in this books, but there is like concepts, there's nuances, there's structure, there's foundational things that if you could embody and embed some of these things into your life, it could give you the foundation to become someone who could make a million dollars. Right. Now erase that concept of I'm looking through these pages for a million dollars. And you say, there's something wrong with me. I need to fix the thing that's wrong with me. And now you're flipping through all these pages, same concept. You're just going to lead yourself to a dead end. Mm -hmm. Right. You're not, you're not, yeah. there's like finding that answer 
And trying to scratch that itch is a very unhealthy itch to try to find a scratch for in this world of self-development. Um, 100%. And it could, it could give you a little insight on like, you know, why you feel like you're tired and you're like, I've been doing development. I don't, maybe you're just asking yourself the wrong questions. You know, maybe your intentions mm-hmm. and your whys are a little bit off. Maybe you're trying to find mm-hmm. a cure for something that there is no care for, you know, cause there's, there's actually not a sickness there. You know, there's nothing wrong right. with you. Yeah. You don't need to be fixed. Exactly. Yeah. So it reminds me of, of a quote by Ram Das, uh, and he, uh, he said, we are all just walking each other home. And I love it because it's like through the process, through our journey, it's like, we're just walking, um, the journey of returning back to, you know, kind of where we came from, which is that place of, uh, pure wholeness and, and fullness. And as we go through this journey of like expansion and growth and Delta development and awareness, like, um, all of that work really is just small pockets, uh, small, um, little tools and practices and strategies that help us return back to that wholeness, to that fullness that we have and innately know we have. We just have been told otherwise it doesn't exist. Um, So I really, uh, I think that quote lands perfectly in there. And something that I want to add um, before we kind of walk this conversation to its end is um, uh, there's also the challenge of like navigating development without awareness. And I think that when we're starting the development journey, we don't think self-awareness is a necessity. So we just develop. Uh, And that's how I really actually started this journey. I remember coming across uh, the movie, The Secret on Netflix. And then I watched Tony Robbins and I felt like I was developing. So it's kind of like the journey. I think a lot of people find themselves on of reading every single book all of the time, reading, 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 gathering information, more information um, and get to that textbook part. And what I was trying to do in that space was I was trying to, um, I, I, I bargained looking back, I was just trying to fill some sort of void that I was having, but I was just really excited about learning. I loved learning. It felt good to me. Um, and I loved the process, but what I didn't realize is I wasn't really applying a lot of it. Um, the way that I phrase some of my coaching is my goal is to have this be a book that you read slowly and actually apply, not a book that you read once. And then if I ask you about it a year later, you have no idea what you read, or even if you read it at all, cause it's all forgotten. And that's kind of what I did is I just read and I read and I learned and I learned. And then if you asked me two months later, what it was that I remembered from that, I wouldn't be able to tell you because I was only telling you what I had just learned this week. Cause I was constantly getting this knowledge and it felt good to the point where I realized that I wasn't actually making changes in my life. Like it wasn't uh, bringing any more fulfillment or vitality or joy or support or love to my life. It was uh, just adding to my knowledge bank, if you will, in my brain. And uh, where that led me was into um, what I thought was going to be the perfect relationship because I thought I had all the knowledge and everything. And so I should be good. I know all of the things and uh, the the relationship didn't go that way. It was actually everything, the opposite. My coping patterns were still present. My behaviors were still present. I didn't actually apply the information beforehand and understand it on a deeper level. So when I was met with, I guess, an opportunity for that to show up, it did, and it took over. So I didn't apply the information. I didn't understand it. Um, And when the resistance was met, I wasn't prepared for it. And so it kind of gave me this in tune idea of like, oh, like you are rushing through this journey. You are trying to get somewhere fast and that's not how it works. 
Mm-hmm. And you are trying to be everything all at once today with your development. And that's not how it works. And you're cold showering and you're journaling and you're doing everything you think is the right thing. And none of it is actually like, you're not present for any of it. You're just, okay, I completed this. What's next. I completed this. What's next. And, uh, it felt good to complete things, but my, my life wasn't changing. I was just completing more things without adding any real value to my life. So that's where the development side, if it's the only focus does more harm than it does help. And why awareness of the intentionality and the purpose uh, and the reason why I would do any of that uh, is such an important question. Because I think looking back on it, I realized I was just doing it to be considered a more valuable person to other people, not trying to be a person of value. And it kind of really locked me into uh, a pretty, pretty tough road that um, led me uh, what is even the word? It was basically like my materialistic journey was knowledge instead of buying cars and houses and things. It was just obtaining knowledge. It was the same thing. It's just different, um, formula, different thing. And it led, leads you down the same road um, of just seeing someone who looks like they are of value, not actually a person of value. And so um, it was just a really good turning point for me. And I'm glad that, um, I don't regret that it went that way. Um, because it gave me so much opportunity now to understand it in this conversation on a deeper level. And I never would have saw that one day I would be actually talking about it. Um, but the integration came after that process where um, we did end up breaking up and I was felt like forced to face myself um, for the first time. And that's when the awareness journey actually began. And I was able to kind of put down the book and say like, you know, you bro, if you don't read the book, then who are you? Um, and who do you want to be without the book? And then use the book from there to enhance that, not to fill that void uh, that I was trying to fill with the book. So, um, yeah, there's always two sides to the equation. And I think that for me, that's, um, that was my journey. And now I'm able to kind of mesh the two as best as I can each day. Dude, I feel like you just wrapped a bow in the conversation and just kind of brought it all full circle. That is, that's exactly why, ladies and gentlemen, you need both. And you got to understand both. Yeah, I, could, I couldn't agree more. And I appreciate you sharing that. Um, that journey for me is definitely still uh, a bit of a vulnerability for me. And I've learned a lot from it. Uh, but it attests so well to this conversation. And uh, it helps so much, I think, for me provide just the truth of it. Like, I think that we, we just all go through it and, and we have to do our best to learn from it. And uh, that's what I had to do. Uh, you know, for me, I could look back and say I wasted three years on reading and developing and finding knowledge, or I could look back and say, you know, I, I know how to do it now. I know what I was, what I was missing then. And so I know what I can do now to change that. And that's really all it is. The concept of development sometimes has this idea. It creates it on our mind, this idea that we can go back and rebest anything that's happened in the past. um, And that's never going to be possible. And so if I dwell on that, then I'm taking away from the learning opportunity and the positive intent that the universe provided with me were provided for me from that experience um, to be able to take now. So uh, yeah, that's kind of my, uh, I think my final take on um, this concept. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we move into uh, final takeaways? I was going to say, I think you're leading already down that path, my man, from that experience, from all that you've just shared and you know, that, that vulnerable spot that you got to, what are, what, what would you say is the, 
the biggest takeaway or some advice that you would give that, you know, that younger Kyle or, you know, in embarking in this journey and being on this journey, uh, what's something that you can leave the audience with as a, as a takeaway from your own experience? Yeah, you know, I knew this question was coming, so you would think that I would have a predisposed answer to it. But the way, the way our conversation just went, I think, really kind of ramped up um, the intensity of the, the importance of this conversation. And so I, my answer has left me, which is probably for the best. It means another one is ready to be had. Um, but if I were to look back at the previous version of me who started this journey, uh, I think that... Um, you know, the cliche is, um, I can see, I can feel the sensing in me of like not wanting to do anything different because of where I am now. Um, I think that that's a, such a, a hilarious cliched statement of like, I wouldn't change anything. Um, but I, I think I would, I think it's, it's naive to sometimes think I wouldn't, uh, I think what I would change in that dynamic is I would seek out help. I think I would get support, uh, something I didn't do. And what I mean by that is sometimes the journey of development starts with awareness and that awareness does come from things like therapy and it comes from things like coaching. It comes from, from being able to be seen through somebody else's eyes to be able to help you see yourself more clearly through your own. And I didn't necessarily do that. Uh, I, I didn't, I chose to take the, the man wrote where I was just going to do it myself. And uh, so I did that and I obtained knowledge and I had every habit in the book that I could possibly have on the go. And um, I did it all. I did everything except ask for outside counsel. And I think if I had done so, uh, I, I firmly believe that it would have 10 X everything. Uh, and I, I would have been in, um, I don't want to say a better place because I don't think that that's true, but I think it would have just completely changed the dynamic. And I would have been able to see with more clarity, uh, maybe what I was trying to fulfill in that moment, what I was running from and what I was chasing and what I could have done to um, kind of find that within myself rather than try to find it outside of me in the books and in the development. And, um, you know, I still learn that lesson every day. I still face that lesson every day. I want to learn things rapidly. I'm taking, I think, two courses right now. I want to learn it all. I still want to do it. I'm still doing it. Um, but the motivation has changed, which is nice. Um, but still, it's like, you know, what's that outside counsel going to be able to provide for me um, that I know I won't be able to see? Because what I did not know is how many internal biases I did have at that time. And uh, the only way I feel like sometimes we can be um, aware of our internal biases is through outside counsel, through other people, uh, which is why Ram Dass's quote, we are all walking each other home is um, so prevalent to me because uh, you and my partner and my friends like asking for outside counsel, which is what I finally did, by the way, after that breakup um, changed everything. It gave me the insight I did not know I needed. Um, and that conversation you provided me with was outside counsel that I didn't know I needed. And so I would look back and say, bro, you needed it. You really did. And um, now I'm just grateful that I understand that. And I constantly seek outside counsel now. So that would be my biggest takeaway. Amazing. I was going to get you to, you know, define what you mean by outside counsel, because I don't know if the audience resonated, but you came around full circle to your friends, your family, the people who are close to you. Um, and it sounds like, you know, it's also like the willingness to hear about yourself in a non, because that's a, that's a whole nother thing, right? I mean, it's when, when you say, Hey, tell me about how I'm acting like this and that. And your friends are like, are you sure? <laughs> 
like, do you want me to be honest or like, what do you want me to be like, you know? Um, but you gotta, that's, 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 that's a thing you got to cross. That's a line you got to cross on your own. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you listen, you can ask Edward about it. Cause he was one of the ones I did when that, that journey snapped me in half. I went to him and I said, I'm going to sit here and I'm just going to listen. And I want you to explain to me how you see the last six months, how I was acting how I was being your perception of it all. And I'm just going to listen. And sometimes it takes that radical willingness to be able to do it. So um, it, it definitely happened. And that outside counsel changed everything. Cause um, I think that Edward and I's friends have actually probably might've dissolved if I didn't do so. Um, so it really helped that process. Amazing. I love that. What, uh, what would you say to younger you through the development journey? I think I kind of shared the the bit of the dark side of uh, the self-development journey. I think that that's kind of what I'll leave the audience with is in a similar vein, I was very self-aware um, of myself at a young age. I think that being self-aware was never, was never my problem. I could always feel like, okay, cool. This is how, this is what I said. This is how I tried to say this, is the reaction that it got. I was always constantly taking notes on like, okay, I opened my mouth. This is what happened. I, I moved this, I did this action. This led to this being very, very meticulous about how I was acting. Maybe not always in control, but very, very, very strong reflection um, person where I could reflect on how something went and event went. And then I could see myself, whether I thought I was right or wrong in both lenses. Um, but I think that like, there's a big, part of me embarking on self-development that was riddled in this idea that there's probably something wrong with me, um, that I was trying to fix something and fill a hole and, and try to, you know, find, you know, be more worthy or whatever the case may be. Um, and I think that that led to this, you know, getting through literature or getting through the, the knowledge and just, you know, missing the whole point. You know, it's like, it's like going to travel to find an epiphany and like, you just don't, you miss the sunsets, you miss the, you miss every moment because you're so fixated on finding something. Right. Um, and it takes you out of the present, you know what I mean? It takes you out of the moment of like who, where, where you are and the growth that you've had. And, and so for me, I think that, you know, that's something that I would, you know, is, and, and it comes back to this idea of like, just understanding your why, like, why are you in this journey? You know, what are you trying to obtain? for yourself like why is this because you you want to be a better person is this because you want to be a better brother son a better you know what what is the reason why you want self-development in your life um and if you can really define that with some you know solid pillars and some foundation that you know isn't riddled with um things of like, you know, short-term fulfillment or filling a void or filling a hole, um, then you can embark on a beautiful journey. Um, that is always continuous by the way, because when I was 18, I couldn't imagine all the things that I achieved now, you know what I mean? And I'm literally sitting here saying, I don't know where up or down is right now, you know? So it's like, it's so crazy to think that 18 year old to here, I could have never imagined I would have accomplished these things, but sitting here, I'm still, trying to figure out what the next things have, you know, so it's just always this, this feeling of just, you know, you're always kind of, you know, you never can appreciate how far you've come. You always can, you know, look at how, how far you have to go. So it's, uh, it, it really is a practice an overwhelming practice of just, you know, accepting your journey, being in it, um, and, and setting out pillars for yourself that are, you know, strong foundational and, uh, allow you to ascend it to the person that you want to be. Um, and so when you can, when you can start things with the right intention and start things with the right wise, you can get the right results, but you can also get really deep, 
derailed from your experience by just fixating on things that, you know, just aren't true sometimes and are riddled with a lot of self-judgment. Um, so put down the self-judgment, trust your intuition, your self-awareness and uh, develop with an open heart. Develop with an open heart. That is our sign off for today. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, thank you for joining us. I hope this provided you with some value. We really wanted to bring this conversation to the table to help uh, the, just help the journey, help bring in a, a different perspective and awareness to both sides of this equation and hopefully provide some clarity uh, that may have been missing in your journey and maybe even give you a leg up to the next steps that you can take and uh, are feeling maybe unsure of. So uh, thank you so much for listening. Y'all are incredible. Don't forget to like, subscribe, download, share with friends. Uh, make sure to follow us on YouTube. And if you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, we would love to hear them. So please email us or follow us on Instagram at Modern Masculinity. The C is a K, again, to represent the masks that we wear as men in this world as we work to shed and dissolve them. Y'all the best, and we'll see you in the next episode. What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Modern Masculinity Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we invite you to join us next week as we put out content every single Wednesday. Our goal with this platform is to create a community to support men on their journey of becoming conscious kings. And in saying so, if you took any value out of this episode or previous episodes, please share, download, subscribe. And if you're feeling really up to it, go ahead and leave a review. You can follow us at Modern Masculinity. Remember, the K, it's with a K, not a C, to represent the mask that we wear. And like always, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.